John. It's your good friend, Wendy, and you're listening to the Reaching Out with Reach podcast. This is the show that brings you discussions and topics surrounding our community, prevention, and recovery. All right, and today we have Ashley Vasquez, our very own mental health project coordinator for Reach. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, tell me a little bit about your your position here at Reach. Okay, yeah. So, um, hi, everyone. Yes, my name is Ashley. I'm our mental health project coordinator, and um, I basically just use the funding in our program to create stress-reducing activities within our community, mental health promotion. Um, We collaborate with other organizations. Um, We do lots of different events with like the library. We do fun events. Um, We have our RISE Mental Health Conference. Um, We purchase like fidget toys that are like stress-reducing items. And and then we just work to provide education to people, teaching them that they can do something about their mental health, that they can be proactive about it. They don't have to be stuck where they are. That's really awesome. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today on um, this episode of the podcast. May was actually Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, So coming out of May and into June, I just thought that it would be cool to talk about and just reflect on what May was. And I think we should just talk about mental health, break that stigma and how we can implement certain principles and just practical tips into May and how we can implement that into the rest of our year. It does not have to be limited to May. That's right. So um, a little background about why May is what it is. Um, Mental Health Awareness Month was actually established in 1949 by the United States Congress due to an increased number of veterans suffering from mental illness after returning from World War II. It was created to increase awareness of the importance of mental health and overall wellness in Americans' lives, and just to celebrate recovery from mental illness. So what exactly is mental health? Great question. So um, mental health is just a state of mental well-being. It includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It helps determine how we handle stress and relate to others and just make healthy choices. It is important at all stages of life, affecting every individual from childhood, adolescence, and throughout adulthood. And I really think that the words mental health just have a bad and sometimes heavy rap. But the truth is that we all have mental health. It's just another aspect of our health, like physical or spiritual, social and emotional. Mental health is just another component of an individual's overall well-being. And it's very important to be aware of and to invest in. Yeah, that's great. So why do you think mental health is important? So mental health has become a huge issue in our country. And I think I think people are growing more aware of that. Um, some common mental health conditions are depression, anxiety, panic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD and eating disorders. The CDC estimates that one in five experience at least one mental health condition every year. One in six U.S. youth aged six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. And suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 14, which is just crazy. So um, I share these statistics because we just cannot deny that we need to be making mental health awareness more of a priority. Yeah. And um, aside from those, mental health is just important because like I mentioned earlier it really does impact every area of our lives and it ripples into our everything we think say and do our relationships our work just everyday life so 
Um, focusing on our mental health can enhance our self-image. It can increase productivity, improve our relationships. Um, nurturing mental health doesn't just improve our daily functioning, but it can also help us combat some of the physical health conditions that are directly linked to mental health, such as heart disease, which I thought was crazy. Um, and then other benefits of just taking care of our mental health include just improving our overall mood, reducing anxiety, creating a sense of inner peace, thinking more clearly, improving our relationships and increasing our self-esteem. Oh, wow. So what are some factors that influence mental health? So um, the really exciting and hopeful and empowering thing is that we really do have the power and ability to increase our mental health and impact it in a positive way. We do not have to be stuck. Um, We can be proactive. Um, Our brain is very like elastic, like neuroplasticity is so fascinating to me. Like we really can create new neuropathways and we just don't, we really don't have to be stuck. So um, some practical ways that we can do this is exercise. And this includes, it does not have to be going to the gym and spending an hour there. Like you can go on a 10 minute walk and that helps your mental health. Just movement is so good for your brain as you release all these hormones and endorphins. Um, eating a balanced and healthy diet that's another crucial thing like there's a direct correlation between your gut health and your and your brain which affects your mental health so the healthier you eat you are actually increasing your chances of having positive mental health um other ways to invest in it are just being outdoors journaling practicing mindfulness Going to counseling, this does not have to be like you're in a crisis. Going to counseling can be a preventative thing. Um, And just taking time to invest in a healthy hobby or being connected to others. Um, So those are some of the positive factors. But I wanted to also mention some of the potentially negative ones that can impact our mental health as well. Um, just to be aware of some of these include like bereavement or grief, um, long-term and or severe stress, loneliness, past trauma, long-term physical conditions, unemployment, a breakup or divorce. And it is important just to be aware of them so that in case they do happen, we can be even more proactive to implement the positive ones since we know that we have some negative tolls on our mental health happening. Wow. So what are some signs and symptoms that I might be able to recognize in myself or maybe someone around me who may be experiencing a mental health disorder? That's a really good question. Um, I think it is a great idea for us to all pause just from time to time and just take inventory on ourselves and our mental well-being. Um, So regarding mental health in ourselves, some signs and symptoms of mental disorders or just overall stress can be feeling sad or down, feeling confused or having a reduced ability to concentrate, excessive fears or worries, extreme mood changes of highs and lows, withdrawal from friends and activities, significant tiredness or fatigue, low energy or problems sleeping, um, issues with alcohol or drug use, major changing in eating habits, whether that's more or less, or just suicidal thinking. Sometimes symptoms of a mental health disorder can even appear as physical problems, such as the stomach pain, back pain, headaches, or other unexplained aches and pains. And um, regarding signs and others that you may be able to notice, this is really important as well, as oftentimes people really are struggling alone And then no one has any idea because we're all kind of just caught up in our own lives. So if we are aware of what 
it might look like in some one of our loved ones, how powerful and helpful would it be if we're able to recognize that and then check in on them and help them. So some noticeable signs that we might be able to observe in our loved ones who are struggling um, are kind of similar to the ones we might notice in ourselves, such as sleep or appetite changes, mood changes, social withdrawal and loss of interest in activities previously enjoyed, decrease in functioning at school or work, or just plain apathy and loss of desire to participate in any activity. Hmm. So how would you show support to someone with a mental health diagnosis? So there are so many things we could do. Um, Whether this is like a friend or a family member that you have, um, I think it's important to just be present in their life as they embark like a healing journey and just trying to get in a healthier mental space. Um, One is just that words are such a powerful thing. And sometimes just reminding them that I am here for you or you are not alone can really do wonders as it'll just make them feel loved and cared for. Um, And then just really continuing to be present and support them as they try to get better. Um, I would let them share as little or as much as they want to. Um, Don't pry, but um, don't like, don't make, just don't make them say too much or too little. Um, Don't try to diagnose or second guess their feelings. Listen carefully to what they tell you and just practice active listening by repeating what they have said back to them and just to ensure that you understood it. You can encourage them to practice self-care by discussing ways of de-stressing. You can encourage them to exercise, have a healthy diet and get a good night's sleep, just really practical things. And you can offer them help in seeking and finding professional support and provide information on ways to do this. And then finally, just know your limits because you can't necessarily be their counselor. Um, and it is important to take care of yourself too when taking care of a loved one with a mental health diagnosis and just giving yourself time to rest and providing self-care for yourself as well. So what kind of help out there is available for people with mental health issues? Um, so if you or someone you care about needs mental health help, um, just know that health is available. You can find help through individual or family therapy, support groups, online services, community clinics, or by asking a friend or family member to assist you. And if you are in crisis or experiencing suicidal ideation, you should seek help immediately. You can call 911 or call or text the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is just 988, and it is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, this hotline is really neat because it is a, it's a national network of trained counselors and they will listen, provide support and connect you to resources if necessary. I love that they recently changed that to 988. No, and that you can text it. Yes. So awesome. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming and giving us all this great information. Um, have any other burning desires you need to talk about? I think that's it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. Well, that about wraps up our episode. As always, if you're wondering how you can help, you can join our coalition meetings. You can also support our youth and family programs with a tax-deductible donation or food gift cards. And if you have any questions, you can email us at info at reachcouncil.org. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-A-C-H-C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org. Or you can follow us at Reach Council on Facebook or Instagram.
Thanks for listening to our show. Stay tuned for ongoing monthly podcasts from our REACH teams on all things prevention and recovery. So remember, life is full of choices. So choose happy and choose healthy. Bye.